Welcome back to the podcast on everything. I'm your host, Dan. I have with me Zahid. Hey, guys. How's it going? It's been a while. Yeah. And um, since the NFL season is about to kick off, we need to update all the Eagle fans out there and maybe some of the haters on what to expect for the Eagles this year in this Eagles special edition podcast 2020 preview. Um, so... Zahid, how much have you been paying attention to the Eagles in this offseason since we saw them, unfortunately, have Carson Wentz go down in the playoffs in the, <laughs> in the first drive and then, yeah, and then almost was, win a game against Seattle? Um, that was pretty pathetic. But um, I, after everything went down with COVID and everything, um, I kind of followed the um, – the draft for a little bit because that was at the time the only sporting event that was going on. So I was, you know, trying to grasp for anything that was sports related at that point. Um, Watched the draft, was kind of disappointed that they didn't go back and get C.D. Lamb. And unfortunately, Cowboys ended up getting him. We got Jalen Rieger. We'll see how he goes. It looks, sounds like he's the next D-Jack has a lot of speed, could be used in many different ways. Uh, more like a Tyree kill from what I hear. Um, but now he's hurt. We'll talk about that, I guess, in a little bit. Um, so I was watching the draft, and obviously the second-round shocker that they pulled uh, with um, grabbing the quarterback, Jalen Hurst. Uh, I don't know how you feel about that, but I thought that was a waste of a pick, considering the fact that you signed Carson to a, you know, a long-term deal why do you need a quarterback right away? You could just draft someone next year, possibly. Use something yeah. use that draft for a need at that at this point. Yeah. So the first, let's go over the first two. I was disappointed to see all these wide receivers go mm-hmm. in front of one of our like top two biggest needs, mm-hmm. which they they got exposed at many points throughout the year. Carson really didn't have many people to throw to. Mm-hmm. We got Greg Ward off the practice squad, and he actually was good. But the fact that we had to go to the practice squad and get a person that, you know, had no idea if it's going to be good or bad. Second-round pick from last year, who was a J, uh, Ortega Whiteside, didn't do anything. So, yeah. You, and, you would think they would do a little bit more research on uh, wide receiver this year, but they put, you know, they were, you know, they didn't do any trades or anything. They just sat where they were and picked picked uh, Rieger, but uh, what do you yeah. think about Rieger? Um, supposedly, yeah, he's like what new DJ's going to be like, which would be awesome because that means that you can throw down the field, and that is something that I think the Eagles have struggled with. You thought they were going to have it last year with DJ, and then he got hurt. Yeah. And not being able to have one, one or two plays that you can scare the opponent to throw deep is – Yeah, it's not a good look for a team because they basically can focus within like 20 yards of the play. Mm -hmm. And they don't have to worry about any big plays happening on them. And I think with Rieger, 
with that speed, it opens it up to where they might have to do it. I haven't seen him play in the NFL yet, so I can't be like, oh, man, it's a great pick. Yeah. Um, it would have been awesome if they could have also moved up and got somebody else in addition to Rieger. Yeah. And had, like, this double, yeah, this double threat. Mm-hmm. Because there were, this was, like, it seemed like the year of the wide receiver in the, in the pick. And Rieger may have been, like, a second-round pick if we could have – that's what I heard. That was what he was slotted to be. And I feel like we reached out for him too early because um, he had a horrible last last season. I don't, I don't know if he was a senior or junior, but last year he wasn't that good. But his team wasn't that good either. Uh, but at the same time, I have issues of picking players from bad teams in any league uh, because – how you do? How do I know you're scoring garbage, garbage points or meaningful points? You know what I mean? Um, yeah. The coverage yeah. is going to be. Le- Go ahead. Sorry. Yeah, I was like, hey, yeah, I feel the same way because it's like your your game may matter for the first quarter or two, mm. and then it could be out of out of hand, and people stop people stop caring when it's out of hand. Yeah, like you, you may, the the cornerbacks are maybe not lining up on you, are not covering you as much when you're losing, but you know the other team's winning by twenty points or whatever. So. Yeah, and they, they have to go down the field to just eat up, try to see if they can have a miraculous comeback. Exactly. You know? So it changes how you would play in a close, tight game against a good competitor. What do you so do I you feel the about, same way. Yeah, what do you think about um, Jalen Hurst as a pick? Um, I go back and forth on this. When it first happened, I was like, what the hell were they thinking? Like you just Just like you said, they just signed Carson Wentz. Is this going to mean Carson Wentz is now, like, in his head mentally? Like, I just got over this Nick Foles thing, and mm-hmm. now, like, this is on the, in the back of my mind. Mm-hmm. But, like, he just signed the contract. So it was like, it doesn't make sense to get a quarterback this high up. Yeah. And then I kind of I read some things. I'm like, all right, they can use them in different areas. That seems like a cool idea. Taysom Hill? Um, Taysom Hill, yeah. Like a Taysom Hill, but I'm like, is this like, is it worth a second round pick for five or six plays a game? Maybe max. Um, and then I'm like, he is a winner, mm-hmm. and he's like a great locker room person. I remember when he was with Alabama when he lost his starting job, mm-hmm. how he handled it. It was like amazing. And then, as a young, as a young guy, he's he's very mature. I would say. Yeah, and he went to Oklahoma, which was a great team anyway. Mm-hmm. And he still put up good numbers. So I can't be like he's not a good quarterback. He's proven himself at two places, two yeah. legit places that he's he's not a he's not gonna hurt you. And, and, and I get it. Um, I was looking at the future. Say like Carson starts getting hurt, or like say mm-hmm. he doesn't produce in the next two years. You have a quarterback that's groomed to take over. And you could trade Carson as a you know at that point and get picks out of him, yeah. Or, and just and just hope the contract doesn't hurt you in the long run. Or you uh, Carson is really good and you still groom a good quarterback behind him, and then Jalen Hurst is a good trading chip for a um, team that's going to be needing a quarterback or something, and you get a second round pick out of or a first round pick out of someone. Yeah, and there's always people looking for quarterbacks. Um, like Garoppolo, how long did Garoppolo stay right. behind Brady? And he played what two games, and and they got a first round and a second round or whatever it was. So yeah. you don't have to uh, show a lot. 
a lot of teams in the league don't want the hassle to draft a quarterback. They want someone to be groomed already and come plug and play kind of thing, you know? So Yeah, um, the, yeah the, the only thing I, I couldn't answer as well, and I don't know if you could kind of wrap your head around this and help explain it to our audience, but, like, why give Carson Wentz the big contract if you're if you if you get Jalen Hurts because you think Carson may not be healthy enough in the next couple of years, why give him all that money if but you're unsure about what could happen in the future? I kind of could answer that for you because mm-hmm. you look at it and in the big picture, he didn't get that much money. Like mm-hmm. they, Howie, one thing about him is he could predict the money line and how much money players are going to make over the years. So that's why I, when people were like surprised that how he signed him so early, how he was probably looking at, well, you have Mahomes who's going to get signed. You have Garoppolo who's going to get signed. You're going to have a couple other younger quarterback who's going to get signed. Look, and look what happened. Mahomes gets a ridiculous contract. Who was the other guy who got, got him? Uh, Dak Prescott has asked for a ridiculous contract. Imagine if he waited and Carson wasn't signed yet. Mahomes already signed. Dak asked for that much money. Carson's somewhere in between Dak and Mahomes. So at that point, you're end up paying him $200 million or $150 million. So I think that's why they signed him to a long-term deal. So they don't have to deal with like paying him even more. And like within the last six months, look how much, much more money quarterbacks getting paid, you know? So I think they just saw the value in it at this point. And even after two years, if they trade him or cut him, it won't hurt them as much because in the long run, that contract is not going to look as, as much as other quarterbacks getting at that, you know, right now. So that's why I think it's a decent move on their part. So, Yeah, that makes sense now when you explain it because I didn't put other quarterbacks' contracts in. Well, because like, and that's what they do. Like, Dak's like, I'm Mahomes. Like, I want to get paid forty million a year. <laughs> like, no, you're not. Yeah. And, and um, Carson's getting twenty eight million dollars a year. So imagine that extra fifteen million dollars in cap space that they're saving each year because they signed Carson ahead of time, pretty much. Okay. So yeah, that's a good explanation. Um, any other? Important things in the draft that you saw that could have helped or hurt the Eagles that they did? Or... To be honest, after I saw Jalen Hurst, I turned that TV off. I was so annoyed. I know that they they drafted like three or four wide receiver in the later rounds. Yeah, they I got – um, their, their third-round pick was a linebacker. Yeah. Um, that's Davion Taylor. Mm-hmm. And then they went safety from Clemson. Mm-hmm. Smart move. Um, B-Dog. <laughs> yeah, they got a guy from Auburn, a, um, a wide receiver from Boise State. I heard these things really fast. Yeah, um, from what they're saying now, and then we got some linebackers, another wide receiver, mm-hmm. tackle, and a D-end. Mm-hmm. But, like, yeah, what, what I've heard is with our picks, now we have, like, probably the fastest wide receivers if we all put them in a race against others, which is an amazing threat to have because you have – you can always have someone just going deep, and you never know. This is what I uh, figure what they did. They were like, if we pick, like, three wide receiver, at least one has to pan out. 
Yeah, the law of averages yeah. would say. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, eventually you're going to hit one, unless you're yeah. the Browns and you're drafting a quarterback. <laughs> the law of averages doesn't work for that. <laughs> I, yeah, I, I, on fantasy, I stay away from picking Browns player, but I did pick uh, Odell Beckham, so we'll see how that goes. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. I, I, other than that, I really didn't follow draft. I knew that got a couple linebackers and um, wide receivers. But with the with the whole COVID thing, you don't watch preseason. You can't. There's no preseason. You don't watch practice. To be honest, until last week, I was like, you know, holy shit, you know, there's in two weeks we're gonna have football. Like I totally forgot about that. And fantasy league is probably what reeled me back into like studying football again and looking at players and stuff like that. Yeah, I keep like forgetting that the NFL is about to happen because you don't hear about it as mm-hmm. much as what you should because the playoffs are happening in other sports. Yep. And at this time, it would just be baseball that's happening. Yep. That's like literally yeah. correct. So, like, it's easy to turn away from baseball when they have, like, half the teams no longer relevant. Yeah. Um, but, yes. Uh, yeah, there's yeah. a lot more things to focus on right now mm-hmm. in life. Yeah. Uh, and then uh, you realize, like, people always hate on preseason – but the preseason, like I now think about it, like man, I missed preseason because it used to like kind of get me excited for the first game, even if it didn't mean anything. You saw, you know, your players Carson and your first team play for a couple of series, kind of give you an idea how they're going to be for the rest of the year. Like you have nothing to base your season upon, you know, this year. Like I don't know who Carson's favorite target is, or if Djack is healthy and is running a route in the preseason. You know what I mean? Or he's yeah. hobbling off the field after the first play, you know? Yeah, and the other scary thing is, like, these games matter. Mm-hmm. Um, we'll go over the, the schedule in a second, but, like, they're playing a division team week one. Hey, is that going to be, like, a preseason look? If people are going to get hurt because they haven't been in full contact? Yeah, but are, are we just not, like, hitting hitting our stride yet Yeah, as a team? And Washington happens to be. You know, they just happen to click better, and we just lose a game that realistically we, exactly. we win like four weeks from now. To be honest, as a starter, and it just and that's the game that costs you know your team a playoff game. You lose by one game in the division. Mm-hmm. Um, to be honest, like these lines that are being put up for the first week, like how do you know they're going to be performing? That you know, how do you know if uh, Chiefs going to be the chief? At, we don't know that. We don't even know how they're after the Super Bowl, you know, how if they're ready or not, you know. We're just assuming things from last year. You know what I mean? Like, it could be, like, a bunch of upset this this week, I feel, on, uh, in football, uh, NFL especially. Yeah, and then you also have the factor of um, the fans not going to be yeah. there. Yeah, so, so like, the Miami will have fans. Yeah, there's a few places. I think Dallas said they're going to keep fans, but I don't know Green how Bay, many. Dallas, Miami. Yeah, but it is going to be interesting to see, you know, because some people, they get hyped up by the fans. Mm-hmm. Like, and, how are you going to – like, fourth and one, defense is going to suffer for that because that fan help with, like, the count, the offsides, uh, or false starts. You know, defense needed that juice from, like, the fan to, like, kind of, like, get up and stop a fourth and one or a close play or something like that. How are you going to do that with no fans? I know, like, was Josh was saying, our friend Josh was saying, um, 
they're, they're allowed to pump up noise up to 75,000 decibel or something like that. Yeah, 75, but that's that's not a lot. There's some stadiums yeah. that hit like 120. Yeah. So, I mean, that's fake. I don't know. That makes it even more fake. I don't like it. Like, I watch, I watch a couple soccer games that has fake fan noises, like fake chants and stuff. And, like, you look, you hear it and look at the stadium, it's empty. It's like, that's weird. Yeah. Know? Yeah, like hockey, they do it a little bit. and But looking at the stands and seeing nobody and hearing it is mm-hmm. not the same as seeing the people, like, jumping up and down. Exactly. Celebrating. It'll be interesting. Um, I, I know that Jeff Lurie, went back to the Eagles, said that they're still working with the state maybe in, in the future they could have some fans in the stadium, depending on what phase the governor wants the city of Philadelphia to be. So, I mean, that'd be cool. Like, you know, the vet, the, vet, the link holds uh, 60,000 people. If they put 10,000, I think they could work out if you spread them out, you know, two, two, pers- two, two people sitting together every five seats or something like that. You know what I mean? So... Yeah, there's ways around it if if they really want to go that route. But yeah, a lot of it's just we'll maybe we'll see what other stadiums how they have handled it. Well, the Eagles are playing at Washington, so we'll see how they are doing their um, whole thing in FedEx Field and everything. So yeah, and each state is in different phases right now. Yep, you know, so that that's also like going to be a, a factor. Yeah. Um, so looking at the schedule before COVID. Um, were you excited or were you disappointed? And then now with COVID, like um, the preseason gone, does it change your view of um, the outlook on the season? I'm kind of indifferent about it, to be honest. Because, um, let's see, we start with the Washington football team, sorry. Um, almost to the Redskins. Um you don't know how – it's a division game, and it's always hard to win a division game, regardless of how bad the other team is. You know what I mean? Yeah. And then you put the Rams at home. They're coming from the West Coast, but you don't have any fans, so that diminishes everything. You know what I mean? Yeah. And on top of that, we beat the Rams twice in a row, two years in a row. So they probably have some vengeance against us to beat us. You know what I mean? Like, we beat them the Super Bowl year, and then – we beat them last year, and yeah. then we did we beat them um, in the middle. No, I don't think we played them in the middle of the year, or maybe we did. Uh, I forget. And, but now the Rams are kind of on the downswing. You yeah, know, I, I think they realize that you know that Super Eric. Bowl was, was a different oh, yeah. team. Go ahead. Yeah, um, I just looked at the schedule right now. Before COVID, I. I said we would probably if we're, we're if we're lucky would go eight and eight if we're really lucky ten and um, ten and six. I, I, all right, honestly, I would say uh, Redskins should be a win. Bengals should be a win. But then you play the Ravens, you play Niners, you play Rams. All right, so let, let's do this real quick because I, I just did this, and then if we agree, we'll talk about it. You said okay. Washington win. Um, L.A. Loss. Okay. I said a win just because. First game back. Yeah. I don't know what to expect from the Rams as much Uh as I do from the Eagles. Okay. So I have you. You have them at one and one. I have them at two and oh. Okay. Bengals. 
Win. All right. Three, and you have two. Um, Niners. Loss. All right, same. Uh, Pittsburgh. Ugh, I don't know how – see, I don't know how kids are going to be. I say the defense. Win. The defense is supposed to be good. I say but. a win. Okay, I said a – I said a loss, so we're both at three and three, or three and two. Three and two. Baltimore. Loss. Same. So, all right, so they're three and three. Mm. Um, the Giants. Win. All right, Cowboys. Win. All right, so we're both on the same page right there, five. Um, Giants after a bye week. I don't want to say a win, but it's going to be a win because it's a bye week. All right, um, Cleveland. Loss. I, I'm going to say it's a loss. All right, Seattle. Loss. We never could beat Seattle, even though we're home. We lost at home last time, too. So I, I said the same thing. I'm like, we're not going to beat Seattle until Carroll or <laughs> or a whole bunch of their players are gone. It's just they just, yeah, they just seem to get, like, the thorn in our side, you know? I don't know how, but they're always – Getting us somehow. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Green Bay. Uh, Green Bay win. All right. I said a loss just because I feel like they're the same as Seattle. For some reason, I feel like we're just going to not play good. New Orleans. Is, it, is that at home? My screen just went out. It is, it is at home. I said win. We finally break the curse. All right. I said a loss there. Um, Arizona. Win. Me too. So you have nine. I have eight. All right. Um, Dallas. We beat them. We're going to lose this one. That's, that's what I said. I said either one is going to be a yeah. thing. And finish out with Washington. Okay, it's a win. All right. So you got ten. I have eight. Damn. Um, I, think, I think I think we'll split Dallas. We'll somehow we'll find a way to either split the Giants or Washington. Yeah, I think we'll go four and two in the division, uh, which is pretty good. But yeah, I think we, it's good. But I I just I feel like the problem is lose. yeah we're gonna, I feel like we're going to lose it to a, a game we should win. Yeah, problem is. Uh, we have a first place schedule, even though we didn't play a first place style game last season. You know what I mean? We mm-hmm. squeaked into the playoff winning division, yeah. um, and, and that's like been the past two years. Is we go through like half the season at five hundred, yeah. kind of like you know, like we're not a playoff team, and then all of a sudden we just get lucky and kind of make it. Yeah, and I think that. By making a last year bit us in the ass this year. Pretty much. Um, I think Dallas got re-upped their team, and um, they look good in their wide receiver position with Gallup and uh, what's the guy's name who signed a big uh, Cooper and now a C.D. Lamb. Um, tight end's kind of suspect. Is Witten back again? I think he is. Um. Or did he retire? Obviously he went to somebody else last year, right? Yeah. That's what I thought. I yeah, thought he retired after last year. I don't know. I can't remember the team he's on. He changed team? 
No, he didn't. I don't think he did. We're gonna we're gonna let the internet settle this. Jason Wynn. There was a basketball player named Jason Wynn. Um, he's with the Las Vegas Raiders. Wow. He actually switched. Ooh. Yeah, That's March twenty fifth, he signed a one year deal. That's kind of dirty. He always talked about how he was always blessed to be a cowboy and all that shit. I guess he was. Typical cowboy. cowboy. Funny funny story. Side note. I got an invite today from a friend of mine to watch um, a game at her boyfriend's house. And she doesn't watch sports. He's like, yeah, my boyfriend's going to have three TVs on for the football season. I was like, do you realize he's a Cowboys fan, right? Like, there's no way I'm going to start a season at a Cowboy cowboy fan's house and get bad juju out of that. It's like, <laughs> like you take that you, – you should not go to that house. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, uh, Cowboy – I still hate the Cowboys. Anyways. All right. So, uh, we should talk about the play. Go ahead. Yeah. So, if you have them at 10 wins, do you expect anything in the playoffs? Um, I can go back. Can go. You think they can go far, or is this kind of like the the same we've seen in the last two years, in which they may win the first game, but they'll probably lose the second game. Again, I go back to the whole COVID thing. I have no idea how this team is right now. I have no gauge on how they're going to play together. I mean, are they gelling well? Are they? Is Carson hitting players on stride? Is line going to be protecting him? I, we have no idea. So even like if, even if I just said 10 win, I, I, right now with what I know, I would say maybe they'll win one game in the playoffs and one home game and then lose in the second round. Obviously, you need 12 and wins are over to get a bye week at least in the NFL. So if, if they don't get 12 wins and they're in the wild card, one and done is usually one, one win and done is probably what I expect at this point. Yeah. Um, the only thing I would say is if they exceed my expectations and Wentz is like the MVP caliber player mm-hmm. he was, Miles Sanders is mm-hmm. like th- showing the strides he's showing and mm-hmm. keeps doing what he's doing. Mm-hmm. I could see him, you know, maybe getting 10, 11 wins mm-hmm. and actually doing something. But I have to go on, you know, not that yet because I yeah. haven't seen him play. Um, so kind of like you. So, like, I don't expect, you know, all this stuff with the COVID thing yet. I kind of have to see it before I can kind of get a full gauge. But what the things that we do know are the injuries right yeah. now. And it's it's concerning when we talk about their wide receivers and you have Alshon Jeffrey and, and Rieger basically out. Right off the bat. And so you're, all right. So basically yeah. you're going with Ward and Jackson as your top two? Or is it JJ as your top two with Jackson? Yeah. Well, I, well, like from what I saw last year, I wouldn't put JJ in my top two. No, I wouldn't either. No. Yeah, so. So, yeah, I mean, so when Ward is your, still your most reliable wide receiver, you have an issue. And then uh, – who did we get from uh, 49ers that retired? 
did not want to play this because he has kids and everything. Um, shoot, he's he was a speedster too, and he uh, he retired like mid middle of summer, saying that he doesn't want to play for the Eagles or anyone right now. Um, let me go to transactions and see if they say anything. So, um, do you know when this happened? Uh, yeah, recently. Uh, it's not Quay's Watkins, is it? Uh, was he in? Uh, this is in July. And it, it was a wide receiver? Uh, I saw Jatavius Brown. Is that That's not it. Uh Oh man, yeah, it's it's it's. Uh, I can't think about it right now, but uh, someone someone that they got from uh, either traded for him from Niners draft day. There it is. Yeah, Jatavius Brown, linebacker. He's placed on the reserve slash retired list. Is he? Was he from the Niners? Um, it doesn't say right next to him, but we can look it up super quick. Let's go to transaction. He um, yeah. was on the Chargers. No, it's not. That's not it. Uh, let's see. Okay. Uh, Uyghur. Marquise Goodwin. Okay. I don't, think he, he, I don't think he's playing for the Eagles anymore. Uh, I may be wrong. Yeah, Marquise Goodwin. No, he's still playing. Never mind. I apologize. He's still on the depth chart. Do you see him? He's not on the active roster. Hmm, that's weird. But also my search isn't finding him on the depth depth chart, so <laughs> Yeah. So I don't know what happened to him because he was supposed to I know that uh Something happened, and he doesn't want to play. Oh, he opted out because a lot of players opt, opted out for COVID. Okay. Like, you know, a lot of the um, um, a Patriots player opted out, so he opted out of playing this season. Yeah. Um, our pun returners, we have Rieger, Ward, and Jackson. Rieger is going to do it. Probably yeah, he's the, he's the first he's the first one, which is a little, a little disappointing, but it just shows you like our depth at wide receiver because Hightower is a kick returner as well. Mm-hmm. So exactly. like, if these guys can get healthy, win some games beforehand, we could mm-hmm. end up you know doing some damage. But the fact that they're they're already hurt right off the bat, mm-hmm. and this, it might take a while for for this team to gel. This is what they're doing, pretty much. They're taking the book out of Andy Reid's Kansas City Chiefs wide receiving core, which is fast and small, and that's what they're going for, basically. So we'll see how it works. I mean, I see how Carson plays this year with – he's going to be hit around because the line that we were talking about before the show is not looking good this year with uh, Brooks, being at, Brooks getting hurt and then uh, – Andre Dillard getting hurt. Yeah. So defense, we have Barnett is hurt as well. Yeah, mm -hmm. Johnson. He's got limited practice. Yeah. And then uh, interesting to see with with healthy weapons, what Wentz can still do. Yeah. 
Yeah, I mean, the one year that everyone was healthy, pretty much, he had a 13 and three record at, or 12 and whatever record at that point, two record at that point. So it was, you know, he had his wide receiving core. No one got hurt that year. Um, Sproles got hurt, but he wasn't the main back at that point. So that really didn't matter. Jason Peter got hurt, but other than that, everyone was healthy in the line. So see what happens if he has a healthy receiving core. And then you have a running back, you have Miles Sanders and um, you have, uh, Corey Clement back, and then the little guy, Boston Scott, is going to be your third player. I'm kind of interested to see because none of those players are like um, bangers. Like they don't, they're not going to hit the line and like get you the small yards. So I wonder who's gonna, who's that going to be? Like last year they had Jordan Howard to do that. Um, this year you don't have any big backs to kind of like get the tough yards that you need sometimes. Yeah. Yeah, and I feel like they, their their back situation has always been in flux. Mm-hmm. And Deuce Daly has made it work tremendously for us. Mm-hmm. And now since he has Miles Sanders to stay there an extra year, and mm-hmm. he's clearly the best one, and he's, like, made it through. Kind of surprised. Um, I didn't realize NFL valued Miles Sanders as high as they do until I went to the fantasy football league draft. Like, he's, like, ranked number seven or eight in a lot of the draft. I'm like, wow, like. I would never guess that he would be that high in the draft. Um, yeah. And Penn State, is this like the place for running backs now that like two in, in the top eight in fantasy are from Penn State? Penn State. You know? um, and, and you realize like uh, he's a double threat of throw, you know, he could catch and run. And um, he has a little bit of shady kind of movement of, of him running. Like he, you know, is kind of like easily shifts easily and could like power up when he needs to. And um, I, I'm going to, I'm going to be intrigued to see how he does in his second year this year. Yeah. My, the things I'm really looking forward to, and we'll just wrap up with the things that you're looking forward to um, for the Eagles. Mine is like how much better Miles Sanders became. Um, how, like how much potential does he actually have? Mm-hmm. And, did we do the right thing in cornerback situation? We got Darius Slay. We changed it up a bit. We put um, Jalen Mills at safety now. Mm-hmm. Like, did we upgrade, and how much better is that? Because we've always seemed to have – Issues there. Yeah, issues there. Even when we won the Super Bowl, we had issues. Like, mm-hmm. look, Tom Brady threw 500-some yards. It's the highest and, scoring Super Bowl in history, I think, right? Yeah, I don't think mm-hmm. we made them – I don't think we made them punt. No. And and we've always had issues for the last couple of years. We're always trying to have a couple of years of consistency back there. Mm-hmm. Is this finally the year where, like, it starts? I doubt it. Darius <laughs> Slay is a good, good, good uh, fit. I don't know. I, I, I don't know what happened to Darby. Like, he had a good survival year, mm-hmm. and then he just fell off. I don't know if it was Jim Schwartz's style or what. And now it's going to be interesting to see how the defense reacts without, without having their leader for the last five years, uh, Malcolm Jenkins, you know. Him leaving, is that going to affect the team? Is Fletcher Cox now the leader of the team? Is Brandon Graham the leader? Of, I mean, they were all always, but you know who the real leader was in that locker room, you know, and that was Malcolm Jenkins. Yeah, and I don't know if that was a good or a bad thing because you mentioned, like, all these people that are stepping up to be leaders. Mm-hmm. Like, is that what hurt him 
like last year because it always they seemed so out of sync at points. Yeah, it was just because we had these people that are naturally becoming like the next leaders, and of mm-hmm. someone that's from the old reign still being the leader. So then um, it kind of changed the chemistry in the locker room at this point. I understand. Yeah, so it should be interesting to see like how how good of a leader Malcolm Jenkins was now since he's in New Orleans mm-hmm. with them, and he yeah, if Fletcher Cox and and anybody else actually steps up and yeah. and and fills it in a in a better way because it seemed like we were, we were lost on defense sometimes. Sometimes and sometimes a first year player becomes a leader like uh, Chris Long became a leader immediately. So who knows? Darius Slay would be a leader from the get go because I saw a couple things on Instagram where he's working out with a lot of the cornerbacks in the preseason in Detroit and everything. So, you know, him coming in, becomes, he becomes an instant, you know, leader of the backfield at least with McLeod, you know, because he already has all, all the credit and uh, street credit and everything. Um, but it'll be interesting to see. I know Will Parker, they signed from Denver, see how he does as a safe backup safety. Um, if Mills doesn't do well, he could – He's potential stepping up immediately. So that's a little insurance that they have. Um, so it would be interesting to see the backfield. One thing about – there's certain things about the Eagles that are always the same. It's the cornerbacks, the wide receivers are always an issue. No matter what year we play, what decade we play, it's always been the issue. Yeah, and hopefully we address both of those – Mm-hmm. Um, this year, <laughs> um, but if we didn't, hopefully one of them, and that's the wide receivers. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and uh, at least outscore the team, uh, other team, or something. Yeah, yeah. There's nothing more um, frustrating than watching us score like 15 points, knowing that like you know our defense played so good. If only we could move the ball, we would win. I'd rather so- have us move the ball and. <laughs> There were so many games last year that uh, they lost by like yeah they, like uh, the Seattle game at home. Nine I think points. nine points, and they could have still won the game at the end of the game. Yeah, we lost both of those games, seventeen to nine. I, I think. Yeah, yeah, That's yeah. Crazy. It's games like that. It's like all right. Well, if we could put up some points, our defense doesn't have to be fantastic, but we can no. win this game. <laughs> and then when our defense is fantastic, that just makes it so much more frustrating. Mm-hmm. Because and, it's like, dude, man, all you got to do is just get, like, you know, get one touchdown. Like, all we're asking, one touchdown. One touchdown in the fourth quarter, and that's all you need to know. Well, that's, 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 that's the beauty of uh, the Super Bowl here. The defense was not that good. It's just that we scored so much at the beginning of the game. The defense had the luxury of, like, playing ahead and keying up on the quarter, uh, other team's quarterback at that point. Because the yeah, and- yeah, and that aggressiveness I think is what made them a good a good team is that they yeah. could be aggressive and and do that. Yeah. Yeah, and I can't remember like the percentage of how many games we led that season, but it seemed like it was almost all of them right off the bat. Pretty much. And then since then, yeah, since then I think we're like maybe worse than the league when it comes to having a lead at halftime. Yeah, uh, we've well, had it like four times last year, maybe. Like it didn't seem like Here's what I have from uh, last year, last four games of the last year when Carson was playing, you know, with backups. He had to come back from every single game from behind and win against bad teams. 
Like, that should not happen when you're playing against bad teams or anything. Like, you should be able to step in their throat and have a comfortable lead in the fourth quarter, not trying to come back and win by two points or whatever. Yeah, and just sneak out a victory. Yeah, yeah. I agree. Well, um, thanks, Zahid, for doing this Eagles podcast, catching everybody up, kind of giving us some real realistic expectations, but we're not sure if they're realistic because of COVID and all that. Mm-hmm. There's so um, many variables right now. We'll see what happens after this Thursday, tomorrow, first game. We'll see what happens. Yeah, and the Eagles play on Sunday at 1 o'clock. Hopefully you guys will root them on in a safe spot in whatever state you're in. Um, thanks for listening to the show. You can check us out at the podcast on everything.com. And you can also um, go to a whole bunch of apps we're on. If you're not sure of the apps, I'm not going to say them right now. Just go to the website. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Well, thanks, Zahid. All right. right, Until next time. Yep.